Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. You have spoken, and it is so. Would you just stay there in that moment for just a little bit? Just let the Spirit just speak to you. He's here. Jesus is here. The Father's here. Isn't it amazing? It's three in one. I pray to a God that's three in one. So if you're in Christ, you're never alone because it's always you and three. How many in your party, sir? Four. I want to see one. Father, son, Jesus, they're here too. It's pretty cool. Just think about that. Think about those moments in your life where you thought you were alone. They were there the whole entire time. Beloved, you are in Christ. We had a worship night, a awakening night about a month ago, and I don't know if it was this song or another song, but I was just in that moment, and I can literally just feel the tangible presence of the Trinity like right there behind me, being like, we've got your back. What's amazing is that not only do they have my back, but they got my front, they got my side, they got, you know, the, the psalmist says that the Lord is a wraparound presence for those that love them. Your wraparound presence protects me. Your wraparound presence is a shield. Your wraparound presence. And so whatever it is that you're going through today, I want you just to, to, to close your eyes for just a moment and just, to, and just feel that wraparound presence of the Trinity that is so good. It wants nothing but goodness for you. Why would Jesus come and die to take away sin, but not just sin, pain, anxiety, Regret, shame, all of the things that we're supposed to lay down at the cross. Sickness. He didn't just come just to take away your sin. He came to restore you and to make you whole again. To make you whole again. So let's start believing that. Let's start claiming it. Let's start living from a place of wholeness. And start believing it. So the world needs to see Christians begin to do again. We actually believe the gospel. We actually believe the Bible. We actually believe what God has said is so. We actually believe what God has said is so. 
So Jesus, we love you. Father, we thank you that you loved us so much that you sent Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you were obedient, that you weren't up in heaven being like, I don't know if I want to go down there for those people. But you said, yes, I will do it. Spirit, we thank you that you empowered Jesus. And that you are now empowering us. The same power that was in Jesus to heal. The same power that was in Jesus to speak. The same authority that the Spirit gave Jesus. The same love that the Father gave Jesus. The same love that Jesus gave the Father and the respect and the honor and the love that flowed all between Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit now lives in us. And the fact is that you want us in that presence? How awesome is that? You are never rejected in the Trinity. You are always welcomed as a child. As a child. Isn't that funny? A child. Jesus says that the kingdom of God is for those that can have a childlike faith, meaning extreme trust. Meaning, I will barge in on you anytime, Dad. Oh, y'all are having a conversation? Oh, sorry. I need an Oreo. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Here you go. Here's your Oreo, son. Love you. Love you, Dad. See you later. I'm going over there. All right, cool. I'm watching you. I'm with you. It's awesome. God, help us to experience your presence this morning like we already are, God. We thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for what you've done in our hearts, even just through worship and what you'll continue to do through your word today in your name. Amen, amen. Everybody said amen. Hey, turn around, give somebody a high five before you sit down and say, this word is for you. Love, love, love seeing everyone here today. Um, today is a, a special day for me as this is the, one of the, uh, this is the last time that I'll ever preach from the stage as the lead pastor of this church. And, uh, uh, and one of my overseers and best friends, he told me to savor like every moment of preaching today with you guys. And so I'm going to preach today and that's what I'm going to plan on doing. And um, so I hope you're ready because I don't know exactly, you know, where this thing's going to land or go or whatever, but God's going to do it. The Holy Spirit's going to shape it and, and, uh, and it's going to be awesome. And we're going to have a great day in church, but I'm going to savor it today. And so um, I just want you to know that. And, and uh, I'm just so thankful just for so many people that are here today, whether you've been here from the very beginning, whether you were here for a year, whether you're here for six months, whether you were here um, ever since the beginning of our church. And we do have a couple people that um, are still here that uh, from the very first launch team meeting that we had. And so I'm just so thankful um, for just God's faithfulness. And I'm so grateful and excited about what God is going to do in the future as well, too. And so um, because like that song that we sang, like, you know, he's not finished. There's so much more that God wants to do from this campus and from this spot and with these leaders and the people that are here today. And so, but Ashley and I, we're just so thankful for you and we love you guys and hope that you'll stay for uh, just to shake our hands and let us talk to you a little bit after the service today when we get to eat some good food. How many people like good food in the name of Jesus? Amen. Yep. So um, I want to 
just talk to you today from Psalms chapter 128. It's one of my favorite Psalms. And I read it every single morning. Because what it is, it's a blessing. And I thought, you know, how can I, what do I want to do? How do I want to leave this, God? Like, what do you want me to say? Because last words are important. And you know what I think the most important thing that we could do when we leave, when we, when we leave well, when we leave a friendship, when we leave a, um, a workplace, whatever it is, I, I think we leave with a blessing, right? Because how many people know your, your life's not about you? You know, your life is to bless others. So for me, this is why I love to read this, because this is a blessing over my life. This is a blessing over my family. This is a blessing over the people that I love. And so I say it every single morning. Every single morning, it, like Ashley can hear me, um, you know, in the shower or in the bathroom or whatever it is, and I'm just, you know, like reading this psalm to God. How many people know that you got to read the Bible to God? Like he loves it. He loves it when you pick up the Bible and read it out loud. It's something that then your soul and your spirit starts to agree with. It's one thing just to say it inwardly. It's another thing to shout it outwardly and go, I believe this outwardly, and I'm going to declare this for the whole entire world to hear me read the Bible. And so this is a blessing that that I just say out loud to the Father, to Jesus, the Holy Spirit every single day. And it's been amazing, the effects of my day and how I start my day out. And I do it in the morning. I want to encourage you to do that. Just go find it. And it's a simple song. Today's message is going to be simple, but it's going to be powerful. And so I want you to turn there in Psalms chapter 128. It says, how joyous. Everybody say joyous. We're just out there for a moment. Did you know that Jesus was the most joyous person to ever walk the planet? Like he had to be. He was carrying out the mission. He was full of the Father. He was full of the Holy Spirit. Like joy. Like some people would think like, ah, well, you know, like somebody else, like they're the the most joyous person that ever walked the planet. Like Jesus is cool, but he had to suffer. He had to go to the cross. But no, he, he went to the cross for the what that was set before him? The joy. Do you see that? He suffered for joy. He went to the cross. That's what it says. I went to the cross for the joy that was set before me, for the joy of seeing you whole, for the joy of seeing you. So he would just walk around humanity, and he was so joyous because he knew what was coming for you. And so when we approach Jesus, we need to approach him and just go, oh, my gosh, like, this person is so awesome. Every single time I'm in the presence of the Holy Spirit, every single time I'm in the presence of the Father, every single time I'm in the presence of Jesus, like, I walk away joyful. Deep joy. I think that's so amazing. He said, how joyous are those who love the Lord. How joyous am I? So every morning I'm down my knees or or, or I'm just shouting this out. How joyous am I? Why? Why am I joyous? Because I love the Lord. Because he's pure joy. So that should be in my heart too. Like I am joyful today because I love the Lord. Now, let me tell you something. You're not going to be joyful if you don't love the Lord. Okay? In relationship with the Lord. Not knowing about the Lord. Not reading about the Lord. Knowing in love. There is a difference when you are in love with somebody, right? Like, you all know that. You know when that person is in love because they will shout it for the world to see. They will shout it and they will write it on their notebook. When you're in middle school, you're like, I love Jeff. Jeff is amazing. I want the world to see. Look, it's on my notebook. I wrote it on there. Or an iPad now or whatever the kids have, you know. 
It's like, I love, I love this person, and you're shouting it out. You stand in front of an audience when you get married, and you're declaring your love for someone. We need to stand in front of every single audience, every single person that we can see, and declare that we are in a joyful, loving relationship with Jesus. Come on. And it is love, and it's out of love that I do these things. It's out of love that my life looks different. It's out of love that this and this and this happens. It's out of love that I am joyous. I am joyful because of pure love. Pure love. His love is not like anybody else's love. His love is the word agape. Perfect. Perfect unending, never-changing love. His love for you does not change whether you were good or bad. It doesn't. Anybody that teaches that, any form of Christianity that teaches that, that's legalism and religion, which he came to set people free from. Okay? He doesn't look at you and be like, oh, you had a bad day, you had a bad thought, you had a this, you did this, you did this. I don't love you. Come on. You got to change that love. Love is a gift. Perfect love is a gift, and it has to be received as a gift. Do you know that? Do, do you know that? Like, like, like my, my kids on Christmas, they don't wake up wondering if I'm going to take that gift away. They're not going, oh, well, well I was bad last night, so I'm not going to get my Christmas gift. But yet, for so many of us, that's the, the view of God that we have. That is the, the, the view of God that so many of us have. And, 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 I, and I want you to, to just know that that is not the way it is with God. It's not the way it is with God. He loves you deeply, and he is not going to take that love away from you. So how joyous are those who love the Lord and bow low before God, ready to obey him? Mm, I like that too. How do we approach him? We can approach him with boldness. We can approach him with confidence, but we also approach him with humility. We also just approach him just knowing who he is and knowing who we are not. We also approach him just knowing that he is good and that he loves us and then we are ready to obey him. You know what I love? I love when my kids, like, like, like they want to obey, not because I told them to do something, but just out of love for me. Right? Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Oh, oh, here, Dad, I'm doing this, you know, whatever it is. And so I think it's the same way with you. I think it's the same way with me. We need to be able to just bow low before God, ready to obey him. And so not just one of the things that you're like, oh, yes, I will. Um, I'll do that because that's easy to obey you there. But, but we've got to be ready to obey him, even in the things of life where it's just like, man, this is hard. This is really hard to obey you now, God. Like, I'm really struggling here, but I do it because how joyous are those who love the Lord and bow low before him, ready to obey him. I want joy in my life. I want love in my life. And I'm ready to obey you. And so that means where you say go, I will go. What you say do, I will do. What you want for me is what I want for my life. When's the last time you just sat down and said, God, what do you really want with my life? What do you really want? want from me? 
God, what is your view of this for my life? What are you thinking? And then how can I pray that, God? Will you show that to me? Will you show that to me? Because I want to obey you. I want to know what you're praying in heaven for me. And so because you're interceding for me, I want to know what you're interceding about. And I want to pray that too and join you in seeing that and coming to fruition in my life, God. That's what I want. I want to obey you. And then listen to this. It says, your reward. How do you know like there's actual rewards for those who love God in this life and the next? Like, I was, like, picturing and thinking about heaven this week, and it's so cool. Like, some of you, you just need to keep going because there is a great cloud of witnesses that is already up in heaven, and they're cheering you on every single day. They're going, hey, I want you to get this. I want you to be here. Like, you don't even know what's waiting for you. This is this amazing rewards that are up here right now. Keep going. Keep being faithful. Keep obeying even when you don't feel like you can obey. Because there's a reward here, but there's also a reward now. The reward now and there, but the reward here will be prosperity, will be happiness, and will be well-being. And some of you are like, I don't like that word, prosperity, because, you know, we get to church and we talk about prosperity, and that just means preacher wants money so that he can have a helicopter one day. Like, we're not about prosperity. Well, God's about prosperity. It's not the type of prosperity that we think about when it's just like, oh, money, 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 money. It's not just about that. It's about prosperity of happiness and well-being, having a prosperous life. Let, 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 me, let, me, um, let me just tell you something. One of the, the greatest travesties of a Christian is a poverty mindset. What I mean by that is not a poverty mindset in the sense of I have no money. It's a poverty mindset in the sense of you have no expectation of God. You have a poverty mindset when it comes to the things of the Lord. When the Lord wants to bless you with prosperity and happiness and well-being. Again, God was not up in heaven planning this amazing redemptive story for you to still just stay in your depression every day and for you to still stay in your anxieties every day and for you to still stay in, yes, you've got to get some help and yes, you've got to go to counseling and yes, you've got to do some things, but the gospel is there to set you free. And I have to believe that there is any issue that is in my life that there is freedom from it in this life, not just the next. I have to believe that or the gospel isn't real. It will have no meaning, no effect on humanity if it doesn't happen in this life. If freedom cannot come, it doesn't mean that we won't struggle from time to time, but there has to be a freedom or the gospel isn't real. There has to be. It has to be true. It has to be true that I can have happiness now. But but what's happiness? More followers on Instagram? More likes? The car, the boat, the, the, the dream, the... Whose dream is that? Yours or God's? Like, like, like whose happiness are you really chasing? Because to me, what's so amazing is waking up to an amazing, faithful woman that wants to, you know, cuddle with me in the morning or something. You know, that's good. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Like, like I mean, like, to me, it, it, it what's so good is being able to go um, – out with uh, you know friends that you that you love and you know that they love you and you know that we got each other's backs 
Like, that's happiness, you know? Well, what's so good is, 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 is the, 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 the tickle fights that I get into with my kids, you know, when they're crawling up in the bed in the morning with me and they're, they're wanting to play and they're wanting to, 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 to just have fun. Like, like see, see, change your picture of what happiness really is and watch the happiness that will actually come to you. Stop basing happiness on the world's view. Stop basing your happiness on what somebody else posted last night. Oh, they're happy. Are they really? Well, they look it. I'm not. Well, you looked happy to them too. Do you not realize that? They're like, they're sitting there going, look at that person. Oh my gosh, they look so happy. They look so happy. Their life is so much better. And you're saying the exact same thing about them. That's why we can't base our happiness off of Instagram. The Lord wants to give you true happiness. The Lord wants to give you true happiness in following his will. The Lord wants to give you true happiness, a joy that is so deep. And he died to bring you that happiness. He died to bring you prosperity, happiness. He died to bring you well-being. I I, want to tell you, sickness is not from God. Okay, sickness is a result of the fall of man. But his will for every single person here is that you would be healed. So that's why every single day, like every single day, I, you know, I, I, I've, for the like past year or so, I've been dealing with some pain in my life, and, and like physical pain in my body and some things. And there's days where it's worse than others. And, and, and I know and I'm praying that I pray this every morning, like well-being in my body. You want my, my whole entire body to be whole. And there's days where he'll bless that, and I'm not feeling it. And then there's other days where I'm feeling some of the pain even more. And on those days, you know what I say? Um, oh, it's not that I don't believe in God. It's, oh, God, now you're my keeper. So, God, if you're not going to heal me today, then just keep me. Just keep me safe. And that will protect my mind and well-being, knowing that he is my keeper. And it's the same with you. Your reward will be prosperity. Your reward will be happiness. Your, re- your reward will be well-being. He's blessing us. The psalmist is blessing the people that are reading this. Your wife will bless your heart and home. Come on, somebody. Man, I love that. Hey, your husband will bless your heart and your home. I, if you're married, man, you need to be praying that every single morning. I pray that every single morning for Ashley. I pray that Ashley would um, bless my heart and my home. I hope that she would pray that for me too. That's something you need to pray for your spouse every single day is like, Lord, just use my spouse to bless my heart and to bless my home. You know who should bless your heart the most? Those that love you the most, not somebody else at work. And, 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 and what, and what I, I fear in this life is there are people that will say, well, those people should just love me because this is who I am and I can be real around them. But that just makes no sense that you would treat the people that love you the most the worst and treat a stranger on the street better than you do the people that have been in your life for 30 years. In our home, I want us to have a saying of going like, hey, we're going to be here with the people that we love like just the random strangers on the street, the teachers that are in our house, the people that we work with, we're going to show them love. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to have an extra 10% for those people that are right here. 
Because we need to save our best love for those that love us the most. That's why I love the scripture. That's why I pray that my wife would bless my heart and that I would bless hers. Right? And it should be the same in your family as well, too. It says your children will bring you great joy as they gather around your table. And those parents with toddlers in here, you need to claim this every day. Because I know I do, because there's some days where I'm like, I'm not seeing the blessing of these children right now. Dear Lord, please save me. Am I the only parent that feels like that sometimes? Come on, some people. Like, you know it's true. Like, I'm not seeing the great blessing. I'm not seeing the joy around this table that these kids are going to bring me. But, but that's why you've got to claim that. Because there is so much joy. And there's so much joy. I, I, I can only imagine, you know, what my, uh, um, my parents and my in-laws and, and what they feel around the table at Thanksgiving seeing kids grown up, seeing grandchildren, seeing all these things versus what I feel right now just in the, the, the thick of parenting, three young kids. They experience probably a joy around that table that's different than I do right now because of perspective, because of time, right? But w- what I know is that, that there is joy every single time that I gather around the table with my family as well, too. I've got to look for it, though. Sometimes you just got to fish for it, you know? Like, sit down for dinner with those that you love and your kids and all those things, and don't just rush through the meal. Like, ask questions. We've started to do this, and it's hard to do it sometimes, right? Because you're going around the table, and then one kid's trying to talk, and another kid's trying to talk, and another kid's trying to talk over them, and and you're just like, no, it's your brother's turn to talk. No, it's your sister's turn to talk, and and we're trying to just get joy around the table, and everybody's talking at the same time, and the next thing you know, it's just like, why are we even doing this? But then there's those moments, right, where some kid just, like, just does a zinger, man, you know? And you're just like, joy of my heart, I love you so fun. So fun. There's joy. Parents, if you're in the thick of it with young kids, just keep fishing and mining for joy around that table. If you're in, if you've got, you know, teenagers, like tell them, no, we're sitting down at the table and we're eating. Get off your phone. Everybody, we're getting joy and bringing joy around this table right now. And we're going to mine for it. Because this blessing, the Bible says that my children will bring me joy as they get around the table. It says, yes, this is God's generous reward for those who love him. And then it says, may the Lord bless you out of his Zion glory. What is Zion glory? Ah, I love that. May the Lord bless me out of Zion. May the Lord bless me out of the city of God that is in heaven. There is a city in heaven named Zion, and we want blessing out of that place. And may the Lord bless you from Zion, from his Zion glory. May the glory that is in heaven, may the glory that's in the city of Zion be then transferred to your life. And may people see the glory that is on Father, the glory that is on Son, the glory that's on Holy Spirit, on you in your life. Come on, people. May people see it. May people see it. May the Lord bless you with it. 
We need to be praying for a Zion glory, not the glory from Netflix, not the glory from Instagram, not the glory from whatever else that we're chasing. We need to be praying for a Zion glory to be on our life, not a glory from your paycheck, not a glory from your accomplishments. All that's going to be burnt away. You know what I want? I want to stand in heaven one day with a Zion glory that was on me because of the faithfulness that he and the anointing that he put on my life in this earth that then transfers from earth into heaven as well. And he says, good job, faithful servant. My Zion glory was on you. Amen? My Zion glory was on you. May the Lord bless you out of Zion glory. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem. This is my favorite part of the whole entire blessing. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem, and you're like, well, what's in Jerusalem? Um, one of the, the meanings for the city of Jerusalem is this, city of wholeness. So what the psalmist is saying here to me, I love it. May you see the prosperity of wholeness. Can I tell you what's going to bring you more prosperity than anything else in your life? Being whole. One of the reasons that Ashley and I are rooting, our, uprooting our family, uprooting from a church that we planted from day one to move to Jacksonville, Florida, is because God has told us beyond a shadow of a doubt that that is where we and my family are going to be made whole in a way that we could not be here in Nashville. Plain and simple. Because when we were going there and God was like, you should come here, I, I had no, like, had no clue what I'd be doing. As a man, that's weird. Because men, they, they want to know their job. He's like, oh, I'm a man. I got to work. I got to know my position. Tell me my position. Then maybe I'll go. Tell me my salary. Then maybe I'll go. Tell me this and this and this. Then maybe I'll go. I had no clue. What I knew was there was a place that God said, that's your city of wholeness. Not only for you, but for your family as well. And I made a decision in my life last May where I would do everything in my being to chase after wholeness. Not chasing after status, not chasing after anything else, but to chase after wholeness. So that's my favorite part of this whole entire song. Let me read it again. May you see the prosperity of wholeness throughout your lifetime. I just want the Holy Spirit to speak that into you. Hear him just say, beloved, may you see the prosperity. Do you, do you feel the tangible effect of the Holy Spirit right now? It's thick in here. Why? Because wholeness is what he wants. And so, so hear me say this. Stop chasing anything else that is not bringing wholeness into your life and those that you love. Lay it all down for something bigger, for something greater, so that you can see the prosperity of the city of wholeness 
so that you can see the prosperity of wholeness in your lifetime, throughout your lifetime. I don't want wholeness for just a day. I love what Daphne said up here about being rid of the pain, about being rid of this and this and this. I don't want wholeness for just a day. I want it through my whole entire lifetime. I want it through my children. And some of us, we're living lives, and we know we're not whole, and we know that we're split, and we know that we're double-minded and all these other things. And, and we need wholeness, real wholeness that comes from God, that comes from knowing him, that comes from chasing after him, that comes from just going, no matter what, God, I'm believing that you are going to make me whole. I don't want it for just a day. So, God, whatever it is I have to do, if I've got to get in counseling, if I've got to do this, if I've got to do that, whatever it is, whatever I've got to surrender to you, I will surrender so that I can be whole. And I had to get to that point in my life where I was just like, I don't care about anything else. I don't care about what people say. I don't care about what people think. I don't care about anything else. I just care about you making this man whole because here's what I know. When I'm whole, the people around me will be so much more. When, when I'm whole, my family will be so much more whole. When I'm whole, there will be people that will want to go, hey, I got to pick up the phone and talk to him because he's got a wholeness in his life that I know exists. So that's why we have to chase after it. We have to, to, to go after it. We have to, to want it. We have to pray this every single day. God, may I see the prosperity of wholeness in my life. May, I, may you see the prosperity of wholeness in that wound that you suffered when you were in the seventh grade because somebody sexually molested you and you never told anybody about it and you still carry that every single day. May you see wholeness from that. May you see wholeness from whatever it is that you're hiding in your heart. May you see wholeness from that mistake that you said, I will never, ever, ever be the same after that mistake. May you see wholeness in that place because God wants to bring you wholeness. He's praying for that for you. He's blessing you with that. May you see the prosperity of wholeness throughout your lifetime. And when you live in that, may you be surrounded by your grandchildren. I love that line. Because we always need a future and a hope. And so I love that the psalmist is like, think about your grandkids. Think about your legacy. Think about like what you're leaving behind right now. And may you be surrounded by those. May you be surrounded by that. And, and, and here's something that I love when the Bible talks about a future and a hope. He, he says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans, plural, not plan. Do, do you know that? God has multiple plans for your life right now. And, and what I think is so cool is there, there comes a point in time in our lives where this, this happens. We're running after God, and, and he's always, like, you know, way ahead of us. He's always way ahead of us. Do you know that? And, and, and he's already setting up these plans. He's like, I know the plans, like the future. And, and then this is what happens. We run, and, and he's coming toward us, and then finally there comes this point where destiny destiny happens. But what are you thinking about in your future? I love that the psalmist adds that. May you be surrounded by your grandchildren. Because I love the fact that he's like, I want you to be surrounded by your grandchildren. I want you to be surrounded by legacy. I want you to be surrounded by a future. And that should bring you hope when you think about that. And then he says, happiness to you 
and happiness to Israel. And here's where it kind of comes to an end today. As a pastor, my, my pastoral blessing to you is this verse, and I'll read it all over you in just a minute, but I just want you to say this. I just want you to think about this. Happiness to you. Happiness to you. True happiness that comes from God. What is the anchor for your soul if you're in here today? What is it? Like I said this week, I've been studying a lot about heaven and, and, and the new earth and that's about to come our way one day. And what's so cool is there's some people in here that I will never see again. And there's some people in here that I will. But here's what I love. Is that I can just say happiness to you. And then I can say, set your eyes on heaven, because there's going to be a day where we're going to meet again, if you're in Christ. There's a day where, because in heaven, there is nothing that is lost. Do you realize that? There's no pain. Everything will be redeemed there. Your story is going to be told right in heaven. Like, there, there, there's some storylines going on in your, your world that you're just like, I just wish people would just hear the truth. Like, the real storyline that happened there. I know for me as a pastor, like, you talk about being misunderstood. Oh, my gosh. And there's some people that I would just love just to be able to go, like, could you just please hear from Jesus that my heart was pure in that? And he's going to make it right. People will say, yeah, this is what was going on. And he's going to be able to do that for you, too, whatever situation, because we all have situations like that. Do you know that? And in heaven, that's where that happens. It's so good. And in heaven, we can get our minds set on that, and we can get our minds set on, 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 on just like something that is, can be an anchor for our soul. And, and we don't have to go around like, oh, man, this is my bucket list. You don't need a bucket list if you're in Christ. Because you're going to have eternity to do whatever you want to. I want to go to Cancun. I want to go to uh, Paris. I want to go to France. Great, here it is. Boom, you can spend 400 years there. Isn't that awesome? You want to you learn a new trade? Great. There's a thousand years to learn because some of you, you're going to need to learn because you can't even play an instrument, much less a flute. And it's going to take you that long. <laughs> but that's awesome. You can perfect it all. You can do all of these amazing things. And so I just want you to, to have your, your, your hopes set on something as for an anchor for your soul because there's days where you go, will this ever be made right? And that's when you need a vision of the new earth. That's when you need a vision of heaven. That's when you need an anchor for your soul. Will this ever be made right? And in Jesus, it will. We're not just leaving people. We don't have to say goodbye. We can say see you later. And we can say happiness to you. Blessings to you and happiness to Israel. I love that he says that because it, it gets your mind, the last thing that he says there, gets your mind off yourself and onto others. Not just happiness to you, but happiness to Israel as well. Happiness to everybody that's in my world. That's how I interpret that. I, I pray that every single day. I'm like, Jesus, happiness to everybody that's in my world. Happiness to everybody that I see. 
You know what would raise your happiness so much? If you, that person on Instagram that every single time you just pull up their profile and you're just like, uh. I want you just to say happiness to them. And you may not mean it like the first 500 times. But on the 501 time, God's going to do something in your heart. <laughs> He's going to do something in your heart. And, 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 and then all of a sudden it just clicks. I really want happiness for them. And you know what's going to change? Not them, you. You. And so there's even some people in my life that, that I'll just go, man, don't understand why they did that. You know? The, the, like, hey, I'm real up here, okay? Like, every single one of us in here, we feel like there's been at least a couple people in our lives where we still have a wound from them. And it's on those days that I just go, happiness to them. Happiness to Israel. Happiness to them. Happiness to me. Happiness to them. And the Holy Spirit begins to change my heart. What's been so cool, I've been praying that over some people, and over the last couple of weeks, I've been able to actually pick up the phone and just go, hey, man, I love you. I just want you to know that. And I've been able to hear back from them and say, we love you too. Isn't that cool? There's already restoration that can happen even here before we ever even get to heaven. But it starts with the heart of just going happiness to you. And so I want you to stand. I want you to just close your eyes, and I want you just to hold out your hands if you'd like to receive a blessing today. Just hold out your hands and receive this. How joyous are those? God, this is the last blessing that I will just say over this congregation as the lead pastor, and Lord, I mean it. My heart comes from just such a pure place for every single person that's here today. Thank you so much for bringing them in this place. Thank you so much for the hundreds of people that have been baptized in this place. Thank you for the marriages that have happened out of this place. Thank you that this was a place of destiny for certain people. Thank you for the babies that have been created from this place. Thank you for the children. Thank you for the future that we get to talk about in just a minute. And how joyous are those who love the Lord and bow low before God, ready to obey Him. I pray that for this congregation. I pray that for every single person here, that they would be joyous because they love you. They bow low before you and they're ready to obey you. Your reward will be prosperity, happiness, and well-being. I pray that every single person would be able to begin to see the tangible rewards of God right here in this life and the next. 
that they would see prosperity, that they would see happiness, that they would see well-being. If there's any places on your body right now that you are sick, in the name of Jesus, I pray well-being into that place. I, I pray well-being over your mind, over your anxiety, over your depression, over your suicidal thoughts, over whatever that is going on in your head. I pray well-being. over your emotions, over your soul, over your mind, over your heart. Your wife will bless your heart and your home. May all those that are married experience that. May all those that want to be married experience that. May all those that will stay single experience that from you your children will bring you joy as they gather around your table may every single person experience that in their home joy around a table yes this is god's generous reward for those who love him may we know that we are rewarded with this may the lord bless you out of his zion glory may your glory on our lives. May you bless us today out of your Zion glory for just showing up and being here today. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem. May we see the prosperity of wholeness, the city of wholeness that Jerusalem is. May we see the prosperity of wholeness in our lives. May we see the prosperity of wholeness in our minds. May we see the prosperity of wholeness in our bodies. May we see the prosperity of wholeness in our bank accounts. May we see the prosperity of wholeness in whatever we do, God. Let us see the prosperity of wholeness throughout our lifetime. Not just a day of wholeness, not just a moment of wholeness, wholeness, but a lifetime of wholeness. And if you need to know Jesus today to experience that wholeness, I pray that you would because it is there for you. If you've been believing a lie from the enemy that there's an area of your life that you cannot be made whole in, then I want you just to cast that off right now. Just go ahead and renounce it. Say, I renounce this in the name of Jesus because your word has said and it is spoken and it is so and it is true that I can experience prosperity and well-being and wholeness in that area of my life. Devil, go back to hell where you came from in the name of Jesus. I cast it out. I renounce it. It has no place. It has no power in my life any longer. Any longer. And may you be surrounded by your grandchildren. May you be surrounded by your future is what it's saying. All the plans and all the hopes and all the dreams that he has for you that is unimaginable, Ephesians 3.20 says. It's unthinkable. We can't even, like, it's so good. And that's for this church. And that's for you. Happiness to you. And happiness to Israel. Happiness to all those that are around you. May this be our prayer. May this be our heart. You've spoken it in your word. We believe that it is so. It is so. Let's just declare that it is so, and then we'll come up with some other fun stuff in a minute. Come on. Holy Spirit, continue to speak. It is so.